It's time to get moving, Toledo. Sponsored by 3D Wellness. For all things health. Okay, welcome to another edition of Get Moving Toledo. I'm your host, Jim Poole. Uh, I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and um, dealing with the uh, cards that we've been dealt as of late. Uh, I know everybody is is uh, raring to get out and about and see friends and family and go to your favorite haunts again and uh, and just get back to normal life. We're, we're a little ways off from that, but um, I hope everybody's making the best of it. Uh, I am very excited to have uh, a guest, a good buddy of mine, Jeff Stewart, as a lot of you know, local musician, um, longtime Toledo musician. Um, he's on with us today live. We're doing a Zoom meeting, so I apologize that the sound is a little different this week, but uh, we're experimenting a bit. So, But anyway, Jeff, super, super cool that you're on with me, man. Uh, back at you, buddy. Good to be here with everyone. Thanks. So... Let's do a little brief rundown for those that might not be aware of your entire music background. You started playing uh, with the Flex back in our UT days, man, and that was um, that was a while, uh, obviously a while ago, back in our like mid eighties. We were kids, late eighties. Yeah, yeah, we were kids. Late eighties, late eighties, and uh, we were kids. It would have been if we were still together. It would have been like thirty year anniversary in two thousand nineteen. So yeah, exactly. A long time ago. So back then, though, you guys, I mean, for a, for a stretch, you guys owned the town. Like, you, it, if you showed up somewhere, forget it. There were long lines. You couldn't get in unless you were there early. And, um, you know, it was just you guys had such a huge following back then and such a, it, such a great time for music. And what was that like back then? It was, well, it was great, quite frankly. I mean, we were we were kids. We all lived in the same house together. We were, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old. And, you know, you get five guys in a house together. And we had fun for sure. We rehearsed there. We recorded our album there. Um, Party there. You know, we, were, we were paying for my little mind. bit. <laughs> uh, we, um, you know, we went to college. We were all in college. And then we went, we paid for school with our um, our gig money. We gigged on weekends together. You know, there was no hiding from it. We were deeply involved with with the band and and had a lot of fun. Lifelong friends. That's awesome. So you guys obviously aren't together anymore as as a whole, um, but you've done shows over the years here in the last you know four, five, six years, whatever it's been. Um, you've done a handful of shows here and there for different events, things like that. Any plans to do any moving forward? I mean, obviously the schedules are are rough with what's going on right now, but I mean, have you guys talked about doing any shows in the future? No, not really. I don't. I don't think so. Um, not because of any kind of uh, issues at all. It's just we had done a couple of reunion shows um, fifteen years ago now, ten years ago, fifteen years ago maybe. I don't know what it was, but it's been a while. And even just to relearn all the songs that we performed, it's a lot of work for five different guys to do that and to try yeah, to get absolutely. together, record their schedules with families and everything now and and. and um, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot more work. We've had so many offers, but I don't think anybody's anybody is really into it as far as just for the nostalgia's sake of it all. I know it would be probably fun for you know our fans and friends and stuff, but uh, for us, I think we we did our time. I think we we did talk about and I have some thoughts about uh, 
recording some new songs. That would make me, I would like that to record some new songs with the guys. And, and that, once again, that's a big undertaking, but sure. I would entertain, I would, I would entertain that as opposed to getting together for a, a show on the weekend. I'm probably, sure. I think I could speak for most of the guys, but maybe then again, I shouldn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, no, I mean, and again, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but just, you know, interest. And I, I know that a lot of our mutual friends obviously, you know, grew up in college watching you guys and, and loved it. And I know you've all gone on to do things and um, which brings me to you. Um, you know, let's move on from the flex and you've always been a creative guy. You know, you, you paint, you do a lot of visual mechanical 3d type art and, and things like that. As a matter of fact, speaking of painting, uh, if you look off my, on, on your zoom, if you look off my shoulder here where I'm pointing, that's the picture you painted for Kelly. Uh, awesome. <laughs> thanks for that. She loves it. But, um, <laughs> you know where did that creative stuff start for you was it early on did you start painting and was art first or music first or how did you know where did, how did that all come about um i just i don't remember music never ever being part let me start that over i i just never remember art not being there i remember my grandparents my my dad's side my grand and grandpa Stuart. they they were both artists and they encouraged when we were up at visiting them in their cottage um we always drew. I, I love to draw. I passed a lot of, I was an outdoor person in sports and, you know, stuff that regular kids do, I guess, regular kids, <laughs> irregular kids. Um, but man, I loved drawing. I loved, um, you know, just doodling and making things as just as much as I loved, you know, running with a football or something, you know, I don't know. I, I always loved it. And then music wise, I always was fascinated with, um, you know, this, the, the, my mom would watch the entertainment shows and we would have, you know, you'd see the Rod Stewart's and the Mick Jaggers and stuff. And I, Keith Richards, and I was always fascinated with the Beatles and stuff. And since I can remember being little, <clears throat> and then I got a guitar about 11 years old. And then I just pretended I was Keith Richards in the mirror, you know, striking you know, all that stuff at 11 years old, MTV just started coming out. So oh, yeah. it was very impressionable. Um, I, I knew that's what I wanted. I didn't know if I wanted to do it as a career then because you don't know that, what the hell that means. But I knew that I wanted to do that. And then it all just kept happening. I never stopped doing it since I was a little kid. And then I met people that had mutual interests, um, mainly musical. You know, you get together and you jam with your, your buddies or, uh, my brother was a bass is a bass player, and we would jam every day after school in my in my bedroom, you know, and get yelled at to turn it down <laughs> here and there. But um, it never went away. And then um, then I began taking it seriously as a writer, and um, later years more so seriously for art. Uh, I I mainly was painting um, to pass the hours. Quite frankly, going through a divorce when I was about thirty years old. Uh, so I painted a lot into the night because I wasn't sleeping very well. And then some friends suggested that I maybe put it out there in a coffee shop or something. Did. Next thing you know, um, you know, it's, I have an art career. Um, and I love making stuff every day. I get up every day and like I have to play my day out. And it usually is very chaotic with um, plans. But I do have my list. But in the, it morphs all the time. But I... <laughs> I'm just, I get tore in so many different directions with things that I'm doing. So um, yesterday I was in the 
the garage all day. I, it's my little sanctuary out there, our sanctuary. From, and I uh, was writing, working on two songs, working on lyrics and working on, I was putting robot bodies together that I was assembling for this production situation. Talking to you, making plans. Um, I don't know. I, there's just no stopping it because I don't, it's too oh, it's much, it's too big a part of my world. Yeah, and to I, me, you know, I guess my, if I'm, defining or describing i guess is a better way to say you is you got your hands in a lot of different cookie jars that are all have a creative slant to them and you're right it might be chaotic and you might your schedule might get jumbled but you've always got something going on which is cool um i like to think that i'm very much the same regard not so much the creative and the art side because i'm not i'm not artsy at all um and don't have any musical talent but i'm a huge music fan obviously and, you know, I just, I think it's cool that you have, have been able to make a career doing um, what you love to you do. Know, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, you're, you're in the, in the local haunts four or five, sometimes six days a week playing, um, playing your songs, playing some cover music and, you know, and making a living doing it. And then all of a sudden, um, and you've been doing that for quite some time. And then all of a sudden this coronavirus happens and the quarantine happens and, all the haunts, so to speak, closed down. And that that side of your business goes away. And I, I don't, I'm not trying to talk financial here, but um, your love of playing and your create, creative side doesn't stop. So you had to, like a lot of local artists, a lot of national artists, a lot of people are doing this. Um, but, you know, you and I being friends and, and me following you through the years and, and seeing what you do on social media all the time and things like that you adapted and you came up with a plan pretty quick and you're like, I still want to play. People want to hear me play. So I'm going to do what they want. And I think you did the first one. I don't know. It's probably been two weeks now. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe a little longer, but I think two weeks and you did it. I think it was a Saturday night. It was your regular gig time that you'd normally do at doc Watson's if I remember. And you opened up Facebook live and you started playing. And, and I, what I really thought was cool about, cause I, I was on there obviously, but what I thought was cool was people would jump on. And for those that don't know in Facebook live, when you're looking at the screen and you as the performer are playing, you can see who's coming on and listening and watching and it's scrolling. Yeah. And you know, in between songs, you would, you would say like, Hey Jeff, Hey Joe, Hey Jimmy, what's going on? You know? And it, it, automatically reconnected you with the, the people that would come out to the, to the bars and the, and the parties and the festivals that watch you play year round here in Toledo in the Toledo area. Um, but I thought it was really cool and it was a huge hit and you did it again. And I think this past Sunday you did the bloody Mary event <laughs> um, or Saturday or Sunday. I, don't know, I can't remember now if it was Saturday or Sunday. Sunday um, morning. Yeah. Um, and then you did something earlier this week and then you're doing something tomorrow night. Um, you know, tell us about that. How is that? How's that been for you? And, um, you know, obviously it's an adjustment. You're not getting that. You're getting the feedback, I guess, from the scroll on the screen, but it's not the same as playing in front of a live audience when you can hear the people and see the people. And, and, but, you know, tell me what that's been like from your, your eyes looking at the screen while you're playing and seeing the names pop up and things like that. It was very surreal and strange. Uh, before I did, I was very apprehensive to do it because, first of all, I, well, to start from the beginning, you know, when the quarantine first started, um, everybody's hit, but we were one of the first that our industry was the first really to get hit and to stop. So when I heard that, 
know, it was my first thoughts were, man, I can't quantify the hours I spent booking my gigs. Like literally, this chessboard of my pages that I'm, I feel so many calls every day and try to get everybody in. And it's, it's quite a lot of work. It's the day job sometimes, if you will, you know, and uh, sure. all of those hours of preparation were gone. So, you know, you, you had that, like, that sucked for a quick minute. And then everybody was in the same boat, like, what are we going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to put food on, on the table for the family? And, um, probably had a couple days of paralysis, <laughs> mental paralysis laying around like we all did, like what's yeah. going on here? And then um, this Facebook Live stuff started happening. And I was, like I said, very uh, unsure, didn't really feel comfortable doing it. At the same time, you know, I just didn't know what to say, quite frankly, to anybody. And um, I maybe backed away and, and then I decided to do it. Um, it it's very, the connections like you were saying what people are seeing you know you're not sure what's going on and you're like okay oh hello we're, we are together you know <laughs> via via this and um i was so glad that i did it first of all um you instantly get a connection like you and i talking right now it feels like we're right here you know what yeah, i mean it does. it does it's pretty cool it's once you get used to the fact that we're talking on video um, and maybe being recorded it's um you get used to it pretty quickly and then you don't want to stop yakking usually but uh um you can't pay attention too much to the scrolling names or you start forgetting where you're at in the song so it's <laughs> i did a couple of them where i really wasn't very engaging purposely but still you know it was just basically there up on the stage doing the gig and then there's someone you're talking and you're, you're very intimately uh together um people are looking for um a connection and so am I you know quite frankly I'm in the same boat with everybody in terms of the un, you know there's big invisible monster that's in the air and you know it's, it's just it's a very uh, I think people are looking for beauty and escape some of their thoughts and I think music and musicians and art is a vehicle that people can do just that um, I, I uh, I needed the connection just as bad as everybody else did. So when yeah. you're playing and talking to people, you know, it's therapeutic at this time, you know, what's that? I said, it's therapeutic to, to people at this time to, to get for back to things us. that they know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I tell you the, it's incredible. The people that were, you were talking about the long, the length of like my band history and stuff. And I had never really, I always was grateful for it, but I never really realized how, a buildup of a career people that are watching and connecting and um the support that i've gotten people they they will donate uh if they want to tip you like you would tip they would tip at a bar or a club it's really no different people send in gifts for of of that and it's it was overwhelming the first day that i saw some of the uh gifts that had come in and um took my breath away and so i'm able to with this new virtual gigging economy that i'm in uh, able to pay my pay my bills and and we can you know eat we were fortunate I, I suppose in that way and it's a brand new hustle man I'm trying to figure it all out my, yeah yeah my, my, super cool um do me a favor hold hold your, hold that thought but take us in the break we're going to take a quick break you're listening to get moving Toledo brought to you by 3d wellness 
and Julie Span Johnson, State Farm Agent in Perrysburg. This is Get Moving Toledo, and Jeff's going to take us out of here for a minute. So we're still recording. They'll break it up and make it sound like we go on a commercial. Um, I'm going to come back. I want to talk to you. We've got about, we probably got about 10 minutes left probably. Okay. Um, but I, I figured we'd just talk about, you know, where are you going to go from here? We don't know how long this is going to last. And are you going to keep the, are you going to keep the live streaming shows up? And have you had any thoughts to doing anything different, unique? Um, a little more unique even just, you know, maybe playing with one of your buddies that you get together and play with on stage. Um, I know, but I was just going to talk about that if that's okay. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. And, All right. And the so, coffee's kick, coffee's kicking in. So I'm trying to try to <laughs> not be too rambly. Perfect. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about that. I'm just trying to keep mind of the, of the, of the, um, time of the, of the time. And, but no, it's going great, man. I think it's awesome. So, all right. Awesome. So, we're back on Get Moving Toledo, and we've got our guest, Jeff Stewart, uh, who took us in the break with a little bit of music. So, Jeff, thanks for that. And, uh, you know, when we went to break, you and I were talking a little bit about what's next. You know, we don't know how long this quarantine stuff is going gonna, is gonna to go on. We assume there's going to be some light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to get outside and be able to go back to playing, uh, you know, coming to see you at Doc Watson's or the, or the summer street fairs and festivals and things like that. Um, but you know, for the foreseeable next couple of weeks, at least we're still going to be confined to quarters, so to speak. And, um, you know, do the, are the gigs continuing? Have you talked to any of your, your buddies that you play with on the weekends and about maybe doing some stuff? I know I, I saw something that, uh, Sammy Hagar, they recorded a song and did a song with all the members of the circle in their own home studios and they recorded it and it sounded pretty cool. I mean, you could tell that they were, they were piecing a puzzle together but it still sounded like they were all in the same room. It was really pretty cool. I mean, have you guys talked about trying to do some stuff like that? Or have you, you know, where, where does your creative side of your brain go when you're thinking, <laughs> okay, how can I improve this? Well, really what, right when you get over, when I got over the, um, the idea that, okay, this is the new situation, then it became excitable. You know, you still have your days where you're fluctuating with emotions and stuff, your regular daily life. But as far as the possibilities for an artist, I, it's it just exploded by ten times. You know, you you are forced. You can't think about the, what what was because it just it's not there. So 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 let's um, let me ask you this. So you know, obviously the show that I do every week here on WSBD is about you know it. You know, obviously you know my love of of fitness and and running yeah. and all that crazy stuff that we like to do. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's about pe people being active and my, you know, I love our community as you do. 
and I want people to be healthy and, and be around for a long time so they can go out and watch you play and, and go out and play themselves and, and, you know, have fun and, and enjoy our outside. But, um, you know, the, the reason I, we talked about this before, uh, before we decided to get on the air together is, you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, music has a way of, of moving people. And I don't just mean physically moving, but mentally. And yes, you know, I, I preach every week, so to speak on, you know, be active, find ways to be active, whether we're quarantined or not, you can do workouts in your house, you can still get outside to a certain degree and, and walk or run or bike or whatever, as long as you're keeping your distance. Um, but music has a way for, for mentally for people to, like you said, unwind and get a little bit of normalcy in this crazy time. Um, you know, so I, I thought there was a, a, I thought it was a great tie in and you and I have talked about this for, for years about how music affects people in a, on the mental side of, of life um, in a variety of ways. I mean, you, you may interpret a song that you hear one way. I may interpret a song, that same song, a totally different way, but it still does something for us. And it, it, it sparks something in our brain. And I think right now that's really um, important because, you know, for lack of being able to go out and interact and, and touch, so to speak, each other people and, and, and be around people face to face in real time. Um, you know, this is what we have, you and I looking into a computer and I can see you and you can see me, but we're not in the same place. And it's, it's weird, but it's also, it feels cool too. It's different. You know, um, I've always wondered, and I, I don't know if we've talked about this in the past. I thought we did one day up in your studio, up in the, in the art studio. Um, have you ever, consider doing anything like uh you know people listen to their headphones when they run and work out and things like that kelly and i always have music going on when we're doing workouts here in the house and she likes to listen to music when she runs i don't all the time but i do sometimes um have you ever thought of doing anything either by yourself or with other local artists and doing some sort of you know i, I guess upbeat vibe mix that we could all listen to when we work out and something, just something mm. different. You know what I mean? Great idea. I hadn't thought of that for sure. Um, I listen to music when I paint. I, <laughs> when we're driving in the car and we have our young Jazlyn with us, she's like, why don't you ever listen to music? And we do, but I, I listen to music all the time. It's always in my brain constantly. And sometimes I don't want to be affected by outside influences. And sometimes I do. Um, but when I'm painting, and I don't want to, if I'm writing a song, sometimes like last night I was writing this, uh, I had this tune I was working on. And like the melody was so strong in my head and I couldn't stop singing it. And I was like, somebody had to have done this. And I do that often with songs I've written through the years. <clears throat> and typically I'm okay. Um, but uh, when I'm painting, I don't always want to hear words. Cause it, I, I just, so maybe I'll listen to jazz or I'll listen to maybe a Grateful Dead. If I listen to words, maybe Bob Marley I'll have playing or something like that, where it kind of gives me, you think about things politically, you think about things with the heart, matters of the heart, you think about things in the matter of social, uh, socially being socially conscious um, and sometimes just jazz. So it keeps me flowing, but sometimes the words like in, Sometimes I just don't want to be thinking what other people are thinking about. Sure. I want to put my own feelings to it. And, and I think sometimes uh, jazz or those kinds of forms of music or jam, you know, maybe a live dead set or something will allow me to just feel 
and and not have to worry about uh, what the other guy's thinking about. And some of those live, some of those live dead songs, you can you can paint about four pictures. <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> uh, but um, okay, I got time for one quick question. Then I want sure. you to take us out of here with a little bit of music. But so when you're painting or when you're driving, how often, if ever, you pop in your own music and listen to it, other than other people's? Well, that's a very good question. Um, when I'm working on the songs, um, I listen to them a lot because I'm cra I'm, I'm wrenching on them. I'm uh -huh. what sounds need to be where and how to mix it and things. So, what other instruments need to be there? Um, so I listen to it a lot in the process when we're working on it. We listen to it a billion times over and over in the studio because we're you know, taking care of uh, the process. Um, so I'm very, very involved, and it's the songs are fully in my brain. And then I'll take maybe a maybe take a after the we get the record in a hand, we might take a ride down the road listening to it um, with the windows down, and that's the satisfying. I'll listen to it a couple of times like that. And maybe show friends. So I'll I'll listen to it more when I'm showing friends, and then <clears throat> then it sort of ebbs. And then maybe I I haven't heard the Flex album in 20 years, quite you know. And then with all this, I'm starting to pull things out. And I listened to the Flex album a couple of nights ago. I'm like, okay, that was words coming from a 20 year old person, but I wasn't ashamed of it. You know, it's still okay. Sure. Um, so. On a, yeah, side, on a side note about that, Hendrix stole my CD. So he, he has a big yellow house at his house. He stole it. He, to this day, I know he has it. It's, tonight, we, tonight we ride, Hendrix. <laughs> we get, if, you, if Hendrix, if you walked into a club or a bar that Hendrix was at, bartending, um, and he looked at you with those eyes, and he's an imposing character. You know, yeah, he is. He would say, Stuart. And I would be up on stage sound checking, and he'd say, Stuart. Tonight we ride, and when you say that, you were, <laughs> I love it. it was, you needed to have your water for sure that night. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, man, it's been a pleasure having you on. It's so good to see you face-to-face, -face, at least uh, in this capacity. Uh, I miss you, man. I can't wait to get out and see you live again. Um, but I know we'll stay in touch, obviously. And uh, yeah. you're going to take us out of here with some music. In the meantime, everybody, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed a little bit different spin on the show. Um, you know, Stay healthy. Get motivated until we talk again. Get moving, Toledo.